a KQED HD production. On October 17, 1989, at 5.04 p.m., a massive earthquake began to shake the San Francisco Bay Area to its core. When the shaking stopped 15 seconds later, thousands were injured and homeless. 63 people had lost their lives and neighborhoods and roadways were destroyed. For more than 50 years, the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge had been considered safe in an earthquake. But during the 89 quake, the bridge's structural vulnerability was exposed when a section of the upper deck collapsed and fell onto the lower deck, killing one motorist. James Wheaton was driving his pickup truck on the upper deck that day. This little car comes from behind me, passes me, gets back in front, and then takes off. And just after that, it disappears. And there's that horrendous crash when it hits the far side of the bridge. I couldn't see the road over the hood when I stopped. It was just air. J.J. O'Brien was one of the CHP officers who helped secure the Bay Bridge in the hours after the quake. This is a photo of me taken by the Chronicle as I'm looking in the hole on the bridge. It was still unstable. It was still shaking when I went up. Everybody was trying to help everybody out. And first responders, absolutely fantastic. After a month of emergency repairs, the bridge was back in service. But it was obvious the eastern span would not hold up in the next major seismic event. Construction of the existing Bay Bridge began in 1933, at the height of the Great Depression. The last mighty section fitted perfectly into position. When it opened in 1936, six months before the Golden Gate Bridge opened, the eight-mile crossing was the largest and most expensive bridge of its time and was heralded as a man-made wonder. But we didn't know much about earthquakes 75 years ago. This is where we had our structural failure during the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. We added seismic dampers, or shock absorbers, into this location so that in a large-scale earthquake, it can accommodate some of that motion. Bart Ney is the spokesman for Caltrans, the state agency responsible for the Bay Bridge. Caltrans has a big job. The Bay Bridge is one of the busiest bridges in the world, carrying an average of 280,000 vehicles a day. After Loma Prieta, Caltrans determined that the western span could be retrofitted, a task the agency completed in 2004. But the more vulnerable eastern span needed to be completely replaced. In 1997, Governor Pete Wilson approved a basic viaduct design, but the project was delayed for several years after former mayors Jerry Brown of Oakland and Willie Brown of San Francisco both called for major changes. Construction finally began in 2002, and today, building a new Bay Bridge designed to withstand the big one is a race against time. It's scheduled to be completed in 2013 and will cost $6.3 billion, according to Caltrans. 
Seismic innovations will give the bridge unprecedented strength and flexibility. It's going to be the longest self-anchored suspension bridge in the world. Marwin Nader is vice president of the San Francisco engineering firm T.Y. Lin International, the company responsible for the design of the new eastern span of the Bay Bridge. It is a jewel in itself, and it's going to be uh, like the Golden Gate. It's going to be on postcards. The community will be very uh, proud of it. Most self-anchored suspension bridges have two cables holding up the deck, but the roadway of the new Bay Bridge's E-span will be held with one huge cable that loops under the bridge. And although the new bridge may appear structurally minimal, there are many seismic innovations hidden within the design. During an earthquake, steel links in the bridge tower function like fuses in an electrical circuit, taking the brunt of the impact and leaving the structure intact. As we go and look into the four shafts of the tower, uh, we are effectively looking at the fuse. Uh, the vertical shafts, we want to make sure they remain elastic and no damage occurs. All the damage is occurring in this fuse. A journey into the bones of the new bridge reveals its steel and concrete spine. And this is uh, what we would call an expansion joint. We have two different sections of the bridge that are completely independent of each other in this location. And we've got an accordion-style steel seismic joint above that can move in various directions in an earthquake and allow vehicles to still travel over the bridge. And then down here, this is our hinge pipe beam. And where you see this marking, this is our fuse. This is a weaker steel. It's designed to deform so that we can take our damage here at this location and not at other more critical parts of the bridge. Complex computer models show how the safety elements will perform in an actual earthquake. In yellow are the two major faults, San Andreas and Hayward. And we were looking at the response of the bridge due to a uh, major event, uh, the Skyway, is shaken up and down about a meter and a half. The roadway is moving up and down here about a meter. Uh, the suspension system is also uh, swinging, the cables. The bridge is dancing to the rhythm of the earthquake here. Reinforced concrete piers support box girders made of high gauge steel. And because they're hollow, the box girders are light enough to maintain the balance needed on both sides of the column as the bridge transitions from reinforced concrete to steel. The new foundation also will be stronger. The existing bridge sits on Douglas spur trees that were driven about 80 feet straight down into the mud. The base of the new bridge sits on massive steel pipes, eight feet in diameter, that are driven at angles more than 300 feet into more stable soil formations. The engineering of the new bridge is groundbreaking, but the unsung heroes of this massive project are the men and women who turn the blueprints into reality. A bridge building is not only a science, it's a craft. And there's a real human element to it. And there's a tradition for those that work on bridges to sign it so that your name will always be there. And in this case, they've signed it down in the heart of the bridge. And here you can see a family of different crafts, iron workers, electricians, engineers, concrete craftsmen, carpenters, just about everybody you would expect to be involved in large-scale construction. 
all traffic is being diverted to other bridges about 40 On October 27, 2009, a temporary I-bar repair on the eastern span failed, and more than 5,000 pounds of steel came crashing down on cars caught in rush hour traffic. The bridge was closed for five and a half days, and the incident rekindled public concern about the safety of the bridge. We make sure that, uh, that, that we continue to maintain it. But the whole point of us building a new bridge is that that structure, as it stands, is, is not going to make it through another big earthquake. So how big an earthquake will the new bridge be able to withstand? The larger the earthquake, the less frequent it occurs. If you say you want to design for an earthquake that occurs every 1,500 years, that would be the mother of all earthquakes. And that's the earthquake we're designing for. If there is a place I'd rather be and the earthquake occurs, is probably on the top of the tower of the bridge. Northern California residents have been frustrated by the slow pace of the Bay Bridge's renaissance. But its planners say, in the end, the new structure will be a state-of-the-art monument to safety. It's the largest public works project ever in California history. There will never be another one of these bridges built again. Bodies of water have always been a barrier between communities. And uh, as an engineer, I feel I can uh, make that connection. Uh, that's truly a bridge uh, that connects people more than anything.